Hey everybody, it is Toronto Unicorn here with another episode of Sex and Swinging with Toronto Unicorn podcast. This episode's topic is literally on the fly, like all of my topics kind of are. I never really plan anything. Anyone who watches my YouTube knows that I don't script anything, like it's really just always whatever I want to vamp. <laughs> um, so anyways, I have been through this swinger world stuff for like a few years. I've seen the ups and downs, I've seen the good and bad. And, you know, yeah, not as long as other people, but I've got some, you know, some understanding, some learning, some, some things that, let's just say if I were a cave woman, I'd be scripting them on the fucking stone wall so that the next people would, would see them, you know? Um, that's my attempt at a joke, by the way. Anyways, I, I wanted to have this episode be so relatable and helpful to people and I didn't want to be glossy about it. I'm a very diplomatic speaker on my podcast and my YouTube in the sense that I don't like to shame anybody. I would never want to embarrass anybody, things like that. But when I talk about certain topics, I'm more animated and then I'm, you know, than other topics. And so the topic today is going to be how to not fuck up in the swinger lifestyle because you don't want to misstep. You don't want to fuck up and be like, oh shit, you know, that went south, you know, wife's pissed, that won't do it again. You know, you don't want to do something you inadvertent, right? Um, and so this episode is called how to not fuck up in the, in the swinger lifestyle and I don't normally focus on negativity. That's also something you should notice is I'm a positive, constructive person. Um, but sometimes you've got to call a spade a spade. And I'm about to tell you what not to do so that you have a better chance of thriving in this lifestyle. One of the first things, and again, this is not scripted. Nothing I do is fucking scripted. So, you know, enjoy the ride with me. I'm learning what I'm going to say as, as, as you are listening. Uh, but basically, number one is watch where you step. This lifestyle is uh, for, you know, sex positive, non-judgmental, and accepting people. If you come into this lifestyle and make comments about somebody's appearance that are negative, you will look like the asshole. You will look unattractive in people's opinions because that's really not accepted there. That's pretty uncool. In fact, at certain sex clubs, they don't even allow people to shame people. Like it's like a rule of the membership of the club. Like you, there's no yucking somebody else's yum. So it is like, you're not allowed to go and be like, Ooh, that's gross. No, you're, you get the fuck out. You're the gross one. Like get the fuck out. So that's kind of the most important thing is watch where you step. Don't, don't walk in, look around, say something rude. Don't, don't think that it's the joke is going to be funny to somebody just because no one else can hear it. Because if somebody leaned in and told me like, Oh, look at the, the, the tummy on that guy. I would think, I would think less of that person. I would be like, oh, you must be new. This is not how we work here. We don't judge people by their bodies. We judge people by their character and like, you know, their human nature. And like, I like to judge people whether, why they, or I like to judge people if they respect people, if they respect all people, not just people they think, you know, have, have something for them. Um, that kind of thing. So I think it's just one of those things where first off, be careful. Like don't, don't just come in and and think your old vanilla ways are all going to translate, okay? So come and just kind of keep an open mind. If you see something that's not for you, just keep it to yourself. Um, you know, you can always discuss it with your partner after the club or you leave the club. But don't do it in the club, not even in the bathroom. People can fucking hear you. It's not fucking cool. And you will look like the assholes. 
All right, that's A or number one. I'm not doing this in order, and I hope that you find that charming because it's never going to get better. Um, basically, the next one is don't be, you know, predatory. This is an ethical lifestyle. This is an above-board lifestyle. People show up to a sex club, and people understand that, you know, some people are presenting as couples, and therefore you approach them as a couple. You don't wait until the wife goes to the bathroom to try and have sex with her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not a predatory game in, in, in that sense. It is a ethical, you respect people. You would, for example, if you saw a husband and wife couple at the club and you wanted to go um, and maybe play with them, you would not wait until they're separated. You would go as a as a couple and talk to them. I would find it really offensive if somebody waited until I went to the bathroom to then like suddenly like corner my date and, and, and proposition them. I would find that to be like stab in the back behavior kind of energy. Like that's not cool. So that's something to keep in mind is how you approach people is very important. You do not want to like separate one from the herd and think, oh, you know, that's going to be strategically wise. These people are there together. They're there on a date. They're likely going to be upset with that. Right. So anyways, that's just important. Um, yeah. So for me also as a single woman unicorn, I always approach the fucking woman first. If I'm going for a couple, there's no way I'm going to go up to the man first and be like, oh, I love to suck your dick. You have a girlfriend around? No, never in a million years. That would never go over well. That woman is the key holder to that threesome, that, that wife or, or girlfriend or whatever. And so it is her that I need to go to. And that is what a lot of my single women friends too, is they gravitate to the woman to, to discuss the threesome kind of thing. Um, and, and not, not always, but sometimes it's just, it's just the, it's just the nature of it as a woman specifically. If I was a man, I don't know. I can't speak for men, but, um, you do you, you know, you do your handshake thingy, whatever. Anyways, that's something to keep in mind. So another thing to to keep in mind so that you don't fuck up in lifestyle is don't say anything racist, don't say anything sexist, don't say anything, you know, heavily political or overly religious or things like that. People don't want to mix sex and certain topics topics right including your your kids we don't want to see pictures of your kids leave them alone leave them you know people sometimes when they're new come to sex clubs and think it's okay to talk about their family and like to a certain level like it's okay to for people to share who they are but they need to understand that people are in a sexualized environment and the last thing anyone wants to fucking hear is this is about something like that so you need to understand where you are and what topics are appropriate I'm just saying, if you come in there and drop some heavy political beliefs, whether it's on the left or right or wherever, you are going to turn off half the people there and the other people are going to be shocked that you that you even said the other. So just keep it under wraps unless it's very important to you that you only sleep with people in your own political lane. Um, but otherwise, I would no, I wouldn't mention it at all. And I'll tell you a secret. I, I've recently discovered that I do not share, you know, my own political beliefs with certain sex partners. And I had a, a moment where I was like, oh, uh oh. But then a second time I was like, what does that actually fucking matter? Like, why? Like, otherwise I think that like every other marker is the same as, is, is, is they're great, right? So it's like, all right, I, you know, it's not the end of the world, but you know why? Because we don't fucking talk about it. Do you think I'm going to want to suck some dick that suddenly like makes me, you know, my cortisol levels rise, my stress, you know, hormone or whatever, because they're pissing me off from my fundamental beliefs. Okay. I have to sidebar this true story, true fucking story that never made YouTube for a lot of reasons. 
um this year i think 2023 i had a brief very brief encounter with a man and after you know you know one or two times basically he showed his his hand of being a misogynist and like anti-women and like he was fucking in my house like literally debating things that were core core value sets of mine and like it was to the point of obnoxious and so i could i kicked him out of my fucking house i never fucking put that vlog up why would i right like it's like not a good situation i would say keep those topics under wraps um i would also say if you want to be more successful in the lifestyle don't be fucking boring don't come with small talk as your fucking way of communicating when a man and I wish I could just be so polite about this but when a man is talking to me and he approaches to me and he says hi how are you I am so turned off already and intellectually I guess it maybe not intellectually. I don't know it's something that is it's like nails on chalkboard to my ADHD brain to have pleasantries that don't add value it is the most I could never be with somebody who did small talk not even in front of me. So it's like, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's, 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 it's so fucking annoying. If somebody were to come up to someone else and do small talk, it might go well. But there's many people out there who don't like small talk. So if I were you, I would come with something a little more interesting. If you need advice on what to talk about at a sex club, I do actually have advice videos on my YouTube channel, which is called Toronto Unicorn, no space. Basically, I've got a bunch of playlists. One of them is called advice videos. One's called swinger tips. You will find in there things, you know, how do you actually approach somebody at sex club? What do you say so that they'll talk back? Right. Um, and I have a psychology background. So I weave in some of the actual training that I've got into the sex club uh, landscape. And so it's kind of a unique perspective. So that's on my YouTube. It's always linked in the podcast description. I think one of the most unattractive things that me and my friends have talked about, you know, energetically with somebody is when we see somebody kissing our friend and their eyes are open looking around the pool. Is this, this was a guy that used to do this and it is the biggest turnoff when somebody is like with a girl and they're constantly looking for a better option. Fuck you. You're going to do that to us. We don't like it it's gross. So unless you're literally looking for, you know, somebody to join you and like that's your attempt at doing that. Otherwise you look like a guy who's using somebody until somebody better comes along. And I don't know who's going to sign up for that, you know? Um, so that's something I would just be careful when you're with somebody, give them more of your focus and attention. If you're going to be hooking up with somebody, it's so fucking rude to be constantly like, oh, worried about the girl that's going upstairs now with someone else that you wanted to fuck. Well, you know what? Like you're with someone specifically with like a certain amount of time. You just owe them your undivided attention. I think that's only fair. I think that's no one wants to feel like they're going to be, you know, discarded if a better option shows up. And I, and I don't think that happens a lot. Truthfully, I don't know. I don't think it does, but just be careful. Like, this isn't we, we're not disposable people just because we're inside of a sex club you like get your fucking head on straight you know um all right let's keep going uh what else should you not do you should not ever touch somebody's body without permission let me make that crystal clear what is a body is it just sexual no consent means don't touch my skin 
unless you have permission. Don't, you know, I have declined handshakes at the club because I don't want to touch people. I don't want, I'm naked. I don't want to be around touching people. And it's, it's not, it's not, I don't have to just because, you know, social or societal pressure. No, I don't want to touch people. So I have actually had to say politely to people, oh, I don't shake hands when they reach out to me. So just be careful. Not everybody, you know, wants to be touching other people, especially in an intimate space. One of the reasons I don't like touch from other people, which makes me stand out a little bit though, is that when you touch somebody, you are exchanging energy with somebody. And as an energy empath, somebody who is sensitive to energy reading and all that, I don't want somebody touching my energy. I don't want to feel someone else's energy without permission. It is absolutely intrusive. And so I think it's very important that anybody who goes to a sex club or a swinger club, even though the vibe is so sexy and flirty, you can incorporate consent in a sexy way, but you must, you must get consent to touch somebody, even if it's on the shoulder. I remember I had this guy once who complained to me later. He's like, yeah, he's like, some girl got pissed off because I like tapped her shoulder to get her attention and I was like yeah I'm like you didn't ask for permission he's like well I was just tapping her shoulder I was like that's still touching her like literally he didn't get it he was like I just tapped her I'm like you touched her right like fuck off like uh, don't you understand people don't want to be touched without permission especially not at a sex club so I hate to be so brazen well I don't hate to be I'm just like you know I'm just saying um sometimes I'm spicier you know especially on topics like this all right, let's keep going. Um, what else should you not do? You should not um, walk around at a sex club with a condom already on your dick without a sex partner. I think it is, uh, yeah, you may look like you're prepared to just go in at a moment's notice, but what that looks like to us is a fly trap collecting flies in the club's air until you're ready to put it in someone. It is literally a sticky condom you're waving around on your dick waiting for a girl no that's unattractive you're gonna have to discard that condom anyways because i'm not letting that in my fucking pussy so you might as well just not put it on your dick i think it just sends the wrong it doesn't do you what you think it's doing right kind of thing all right another thing always 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 expect to use condoms and only um would you ever not use a condom as if it was consensual and negotiated i have had men in sex club not many luckily but they basically unless i had intervened they would not have used a condom they were like dick was like t ready to touch my vagina ready to go in and i was like condom and he's like oh yeah you need that i was like yeah like, anyways, it was to the point where if his dick wouldn't work in a condom, I wasn't going to fuck him. Like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm a safe girl. Most people at the club are safe. So it's one of those things where you should never assume no condom. It would always be a, better to be assumed to use a condom. And I will side note this. If you don't know what condom to use, I also give advice on that on my YouTube, but also my Amazon storefront. If you go to Amazon.com or dash, .ca, whichever country you're in, slash shop slash Toronto Unicorn, it's also listed in the description of this podcast, you will see items that I have collected on Amazon and put them under categories like sex products or like, you know, sexual like lube or my condom recommendations. And I list there the exact condoms I think people should buy based on their dick size or whatever. So go there, check it out. Um, you know, it does support my, my podcast and channel. If you buy something, I get a small commission, but I, you know, these are just recommendations. You're free to, to buy whatever you'd like. One of the other ways, speaking of condoms, to fuck up this lifestyle is to not be condom 
trained before you come in. If you are in a married relationship or, you know, whatever, and you guys don't use condoms and you're expecting to pick up a, a woman and you, you just, you know, you expect that when that woman pussy is in front of you, legs open, that that condom's not going to be a problem. Well, guess what? At least I would say now 70% of the time, not even 50, 70% of the time that condom literally revolts that guy makes that guy's dick revolt and he can't keep hard and he can't fuck me or other single women and it happens over and over again for new couples you need to practice fucking with a condom on you need to know you can and then you need to find that condom that works on your dick and you need to go and buy a lot of them and carry some of them with you at all times because you should never trust good sex to whatever free condoms available you need to find whatever if you're going to drink craft beer you should get craft condoms you know what i'm saying don't be cheap um, all right. Another thing that you should not do to, uh, you know, to avoid fucking up is to gossip or things like that, because this is a small lifestyle, uh, meaning a small community. Uh, you will see the same people over and over again and there's reputations at risk when you are rude to people or you ghost people or you, you know, have a bad interaction with somebody. People are forming opinions and making friends with other people and therefore, you know, word, word carries. And I think, you know, everyone has to learn their hard way sometimes, but when you are dating somebody in the lifestyle or even just fucking somebody in the lifestyle and you don't want to fuck them anymore, you best be fucking gentle when you let them down and respectful because that will stain you in that lifestyle if you're not. People will be like, oh, that's the guy who ghosted me. Oh, really? Tell me what happened. Oh, well, now you've lost your chance with people you've never even talked to because they heard a story of how you treated someone else. So you just best be careful about how you treat people and uh, always maintain a level of, of civility and respect. I will speak from personal experience that I have learned that the hard way, okay? I had a, a friends with benefit situation that was important to me a long time ago, you know, about a year over a year ago, and it ended abruptly when he basically decided to get into a, a, a new relationship, and then suddenly the 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 girl on the new side had an issue with me, and being in his life kind of thing, and like wasn't even allowed to go for coffee with me. So it was one of those things where suddenly. He was my, he was my former sex club partner. And then suddenly he was there with someone else. And I was supposed to just exist in that pool looking at him and his, and the girl he, he replaced me with. Fuck that shit. I had such a hard time with that to the point where it was a strategic fucking game of chess knowing when he was going so I could go on different days. I never ever intentionally ran into him. I only ever saw him once or twice in a year after that because it was that, that much of uh unpleasant thing. I would never want that for anyone else. So be, if you're going to end something with someone, please make sure it's very civil and respectful and thoughtful. And if you, if you think about discarding friends out of your life because you've got a new relationship, that in my opinion is more of a vanilla world thing. That is in, in my, you know, my personal experience. I would never sign up for friendship with somebody if I felt that they could discard me at the opinion of someone new. Um, I think that I'm done with that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I need independent, autonomous thinkers. Uh, and that's just part of my journey. And that's just helped me to define who I will, who I will engage with. For example, I would never actually, you know, be a girl for somebody 
necessarily in just like a call pass situation. I wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like that at all. I'm not here to just be like a hole for your husband to fuck once in a while, like or once. No, not for me. Don't stare too long. Don't be so, you know, yes, it's a voyeuristic environment and you're allowed to watch, but you really should still be respectful. I mean, if, if you're staring at someone and they look uncomfortable, look away. Also, keep a very good distance for when you're watching somebody. If there is one thing that creeps me and my friends out, it's when somebody stands too close to us or even swims too close to us in the pool. And on many, and I mean many occasions, me and my friends have had to say to people, can you please back up? Can you please give me space? And I'm not going to lie. I'm going to give you a secret. It is a gross turnoff. When someone is invading our personal space and we don't want them to. If you knew the feeling that goes through our body when someone does that, you would never do it to them again. Because I don't think I would ever fuck someone who, who was, who invaded my space too fast. Like that's just an instant turnoff. And some people just maybe just don't know what a normal level of, of personal space is, but I would say, you know, basically don't come, you know, to, you shouldn't be able to, to, to fucking, you know, smell my breath. Okay. Like back up. Um, I don't know how many inches or feet, whatever, but like, give me some fucking space. It should be a bubble. I should be able to put my hands out in front of me and wave my arms and not touch anybody. Okay. So it's gross. I don't like when men slowly like slither up to me in the pool. And I use that word specifically because that's what it feels like when a guy starts suddenly rubbing up against me in the pool and, and pretending like it's just accidental when sometimes, you know, sometimes it's forgivable because it's accidental. Right. But sometimes you can tell it's not because like I literally would move away as they started to do that. And then they would continue to kind of come closer to me and do it. And it, it was to the point where I had to turn to them and say, please stop, like, like back up. Um, it, it's not cool. It's a gross feeling. Do you ever want to be the guy that everyone thinks is creepy? Because telling you, if a guy slithers up against me in the pool, I'm telling my friends about it. They're going to know. They're going to think you're creepy too. That's just how it goes. That's how life is. Don't be creepy. Give people personal space. All right. If you are going to be swapping with other humans, like maybe a single to a single or a single to a couple or a couple to couple, Make sure that you understand people's boundaries before you just start penetrating people, okay? Because it can go really wrong if they, if you, for example, are coming up against a soft swap couple, which may be a couple that only does, you know, blowjobs and, and oral stuff, but not penetration. I've actually heard of a story where a bull, a single male, went and stuck his dick in the wife. And they hadn't, the husband and wife never discussed that. It was never on something they thought they were going to be doing. And so because it was like part the, like they just kind of went with it, but like they talked about it after as being like kind of shocking. Like, is this what the lifestyle is? And we're like, oh God, no, you're not supposed to ever fucking do that. You always like for, for me, like I would never, I, I always, I even ask, can I finger you? Like with a girl, like I wouldn't just like shove, shove my fingers into a girl if I was like, even if I was kissing her. I don't know. There's something about it that just makes me like, are, am I, are you okay for me to like touch, go inside of you now? You know? I mean, yeah. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Don't bring your cell phone inside. I mean, it's really obvious when people are, you know, sitting on their cell phone or, or playing a game on, no one wants to have a cell phone pointed at them when they're naked at a sex club. It's against the rules to take photo or video and to have your phone out pointing at anyone, even if you are doing nothing wrong, 
looks terrible. You look like threatening to people because you're holding a phone in their direction. And whether you know it or not, you may be setting a really negative tone for your presence. And so I, I've even gone up to people at the club before and said, you need to put your phone away. And they're like, oh, yeah, no, no, I'm waiting for I'm like, no, you need to put your phone away. Like literally like put it over there or go sit over there so it's not pointing at people. Like you simply cannot do that. Um Make sure if you're at a sex club and you have sex, you're supposed to clean up the space after. Like there's like spray and wipes that you're supposed to like tile down or whatever your your spot. Just kind of just like a gym, like the way it's like etiquette wise, you're supposed to do that. I think that with jealousy, that's a whole topic and a whole podcast on its own. Um, but basically try to be respectful of people's feelings. You know, it's tr- jealousy can be triggered in so many innocent, uh, innocent intended ways. And so just mind your manners, mind your, your, you know, wind your step. One of the examples that I do is, um, for example, when I am with a husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, like I like to have sex with couples. That's why I'm a unicorn. But basically I do this thing where I look at the woman before I suck her husband's or whatever dick. And I say, can I, can I suck his dick? And they always look at me like puzzled, like, oh, why are you asking? But I know exactly why I'm fucking asking. Because I'm psychologically, I'm establishing that I understand the hierarchy of power here. And therefore, it's setting the right tone in the threesome. She's always going to know that I'm asking permission for everything I'm doing. And it's not, that is, that's disarming in a way, right? Because some women are threatened by other women coming in, right? And I want her to know from right off the bat, she's the boss here, like in a sense, right? And that goes well for me. So, you know, be careful. Jealousy can be triggered. And I think if you can do anything to reassure the people you're with that, you know, just just work on it. Try to be a good a good person that way. I would say also, especially at clubs like Oasis Aqua Lounge, we find it really annoying as ladies when people try to hit on us or like try to like hook up with us when we're changing in the change room. It's just because you found a woman alone doesn't mean it's necessarily the right time to be approaching her. I have had full on hoodie and pants on coming in, trying to get naked and have to decline men before I've got to my locker. No, that's annoying. Let us fucking take a seat. Let us take a breath. You look desperate if you come up so fast. It just is the case. We don't, we don't, we also just don't like, why are we suddenly going to say, we haven't even looked around. We don't even know if our friends are here yet. Like chill the fuck out, you know? Um, that's something. Okay. What else? I would say don't come into a sex club expecting sex. I know that sounds kind of counterintuitive, but don't come in expecting sex. It is a sex club. It is a club where people are allowed to hook up. It doesn't mean you will hook up. If you are going in there like, oh, I'm going to have a threesome or I'm going to fuck a bunch of women and you might come out empty handed. You might have had to you might have had to do a hand job. OK, like for yourself, because that's all you got. So you need to not go in with expectations because just because people go to these places, it doesn't mean everyone's going to vibe or, or people you're going to find your match that night. I go home personally empty handed many times as a single woman, demisexual girl from the sex club. I go home empty handed many times. Because I just don't find the right connection. And that's okay with me because I'll wait until I have the right connection. Also, try not to drink too much. I know you might be nervous going to a sex club or a swinger club or a party or whatever. And alcohol will, you know, likely calm your nerves. You know what else alcohol will do? It will make you less likely to respect consent of other people. Especially if you're like belligerent, drunk or whatever. And you're leaning on people and putting your arms around people. That's not okay. You need consent for that. And if you're drunk, you just don't have the same awareness. 
I've also heard stories of people who get a little drunk to have an event or go to a party and then not remember it, even if they apparently had a good time because of all the alcohol. So my advice is to find something to calm you that doesn't change your ability to make good decisions. I'm sure I'll end up doing like a part two of this topic of like what not to do, you know, as we, you know, me and my friends discuss more things. But one of the big ones that I've got to mention is, you know, you're really not supposed to get feelings in this lifestyle unless it's something that is kind of clear for everybody involved. Swinging is not the same as polyamory, right? Polyamory is like multiple loves, multiple relationships. Swinging, for the most part, is more like multiple, like like sexual friendships. They're not a lot of romantic relationships. Like, I don't have romantic relationships with my Springer friends, right? We're friends. We see each other when we see each other. We support each other. We, always, we don't have to fuck all the time. But, like, it's just one of those things where I'm not romantically involved. I don't get jealous when they spend time with other people. Like, it's just... We're just friends that are sexual, right? Um, which is still fun, right? Don't get me wrong. Um, but I think it's important that if you enter this lifestyle, you understand that you have some responsibility. And you should never say that you can handle something that you can't handle. Meaning, if you don't want to see your partner have sex with someone else, you just want to watch or you just want to do oral, you should fucking say so. You shouldn't just sit there and let something happen in front of you that gives you the bad feelings because nothing in the swinger lifestyle, in my opinion, is supposed to give people bad feelings. It's not like a bunch of people grinding their teeth, watching their partners fuck somebody else. I, most of the time, it's, it's people cheering for that. It's people jerking off to that. Like, it's like, holy shit, my wife's taking all these men. It's so hot. Like, it's just like, oh my God, it is such a supportive and fun environment. There's not room for jealousy. Jealousy would be noticeable if it was in the room. Like, it would be like weird, right? So I think it's important that people understand not to get too attached to people that you swing with. I mean, don't, you know, don't expect to see them every weekend kind of thing once you've made a connection. Um, not every couple wants that, uh, things like that. But, you know, also, especially as a single woman unicorn, it's my fucking job not to get feelings when I fuck couples, right? Especially. Um, it's my job to be the sexual candy, as I like to call it. The guest star for some spicy sex. That is my role and that is all I would ever want as a sexual unicorn. Never have I looked at a couple that I have been in, like, had sex with or wanted to have sex with and thought, oh, that's just a way for me to get the guy. No, I've never done it that way. It's always been the fun, the role for me was always connecting with women. I, I wanted the woman friendship as much as anything. Um, so I was never going to be stabbing anyone on the back here. This is not that, it's not for me, but it doesn't mean there's not people like that. I'm just saying, you know, for the most part, everything's kind of ethical and above board. So like, what's there to be a, like a bitch about, you know, like what's there to be, you know, you know, shady about really. So don't say you're okay with something while you're falling in love with them on the side, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like if you can't handle sex with somebody more than once, otherwise you get like, you know, clingy, then don't have sex with people more than once, you know, like. It's kind of up to us to always own our own feelings and own our own, own our own, um, you know, experiences. So even for me, I've had friends with benefits in the past and I've got to say it was the most healthy thing for me when we discussed really early on. I'm talking about a guy like a while ago. We discussed really early on that there was not going to be mutual romantic connection. And so even though it was hard for me to hear at the time, I never got too far down that road, so I was always able to just be his sexual friend. I was always able to be 
accepting of where we had found, you know, mutual agreement, right? And that's good. And I think that is what I like about this lifestyle is the more we learn to negotiate what we actually need and want down to the nitty gritty, you know, we can really customize our experience and we can consent to a lot of things. Like, you know, I can consent to a friendship with somebody as the, as the, the limit. And even if I wanted more or they wanted more, right? Like everybody sometimes has these somewhat off kilt dynamics where it's, I mean, you know, anyways, I digress. If you're on a website trying to contact people for a swinging dynamic, if you, especially you're, you're a single woman, you're not supposed to contact one of the partners, especially the husband, one-on-one. -on -one. It would be a red flag for me if the husband wanted to text me one-on-one -on -one when I was supposed to be meeting up with him as a couple. So it's, it's one of those things where it's not good. Um, it looks like you want to steal them a little bit. Like, it's just the wrong tone. You know what I mean? It's just the wrong tone. And, um, and I think that's important to respect that when people present as a couple, they're presenting as a couple and like you interact with them as a couple. I, I have to sidebar this, but I had a couple once that we were talking, um, about, you know, maybe meeting up for, for a dynamic and the wife like wouldn't yet join the chat. And I was like, well, what do you mean the wife won't join the chat? Like we were going to do, you know, we were going to meet or we we're going to do something and the wife wasn't going to be there. And I was like, what do you mean the wife's not going to be there? And he's like, well, she's good with whoever I pick. That's what he said to me. She's good with whoever I pick. And I said to him, well, what about me? I need to know who I'm picking and if I'm picking. And it, it like didn't occur to them that like I might want to vet the wife <laughs> because it was more about who are we getting to fuck us, right? And so it was just one of those things where that was a turnoff for me. Um, and uh, it is what it is. But... Yeah, uh, just be careful about, about about those political dimensions there. You know, you don't want to, you know, corner somebody outside of the other partner. That just even, yeah, just respect them as a duo or trio, whatever it is. Don't fucking lie, man. If you are new and like, say you're new, if you're experienced, say you're experienced, whatever. But basically, if you have a profile, don't say, you know, you have better photos than you actually look like. If you're going to show up 30 pounds heavier, you owe it to yourself to put the best photo you can of you at your current weight. That is simply how everybody agrees. I think it's important that people show as much of their face as they can so that people can assess attractiveness. Even if that means you put a big black, um, you know, across someone's eyes, like a, a big bar so that you can't identify them, but you can still see whether or not they have like straight teeth and like relative symmetry. That's going to help people understand whether they're going to want to fuck you. People who don't show their face are the, all right, I swipe immediately past them. I don't have time to look at every profile and therefore I need elimination strategies. And one of my elimination strategies is any profile that doesn't have a face pic is a waste of my time. I don't need to contact you to ask you for something that you should have provided me up front. It is just simply you're, you know, you're expecting too much of people on a fucking app. Um, especially when it's like we get, we're saturated with attention, right? So you almost want to have like a better fucking proposal package. You know what I'm saying? You know, don't make us work for it. We don't like that. Uh, for the most part, I think basically just don't be a fucking dick, man. This is a, a cool lifestyle. It is a bunch of people who are, you know, from, from what I, I have experienced and my friends have experienced warm, accepting, non-judgmental, wonderful, like in my opinion, very ethical people who are live day to day, have every kind of job you could imagine. 
um, you know, everything. Like, you know, there's school teachers that are in there having the craziest sex lives you would ever imagine, literally singing the alphabet and singing while they're sucking dick. I was up there. There was a girl. Um, I don't want to out her name, but it was hilarious. So she was up there. This is actually the day that I have a YouTube video about this, where I basically had met a fan downstairs at Oasis. He said, Hey, I watched your video. It was on Arnold Lane's interview. He was inspired to come. And I was like, Oh my God, that's so cool. And I said, well, do you want to come for a tour on the third floor? Cause single men aren't allowed there normally without an escort. He had just come in brand new to a sex club, right? I take him upstairs. Well, my friend up there, um, and then she has a friend beside her and they're taking some men, like they're having a, like a more of a gangbang experience kind of thing. And I, and they invited him kind of thing. And I was like, would you like to participate? And so he was able to go and participate within like fucking five minutes of talking to me and saying, Hey, like I've seen your video. Suddenly I'm introducing him to a fucking a girl who wants to like suck his dick. I'm like, what are the chances? Right. So anyways, it was that day, but basically while this guy was over there doing his thing, I was watching and then my friend was the other woman and she started, she was sucking the other guy's dick and she's like, A is for asshole and like, and then like B is for something and we were laughing because she's actually a teacher. So it's just funny how if, if, you know, people have no idea what people do in their off time. They have no idea. I think be careful what, what, what kind of information you expect to get from people. A lot of people use lifestyle personas. So for example, my real name is technically not Toronto Unicorn. My first name is Sarah, but I'm not, you know, um, I, I go by Toronto Unicorn in the lifestyle. And some people go by Arnold Lane. Some people go by Teddy. Some people go by, you know, Amelia. That's not Amelia's real name. Um, ours not, ours real name, right? Uh, Fez is not Fez's real name. These are lifestyle personas that people create and, ex- and and exist under in this lifestyle. And it's really fun, right? Because you can kind of create your, it's almost like a little avatar for for real life kind of thing um, in a way. And like I'm the unicorn, right? Like that's my, my thing. So I would just be careful about saying like, oh, well, what's your full name? And like, where do you work? I would just be careful. Don't ask people where they work. I wouldn't even ask people about their kids. I think it's a weird thing to bring up at a sex club, you know? Um, and I also think, you know, don't ask questions like boring shit. Like, I'm sorry, but I don't think it's that interesting to be asked my ethnicity. I think I would rather just talk about something more interesting, um, in my opinion. Maybe that's my one-sided dimension, but that's for me is under, for me, that's under the category of small talk. And I don't want to pull out my ancestry.com results to satisfy someone's question. I'd rather just say like, so what, what kind of porn have you watched lately? You know, that's one of my favorite questions to ask people in, in an intrusive question game, which is, you know, when I go around the pool at Oasis and I ask everybody who wants to participate if they want to answer the same question, right? And so I'll come up with a question like, what what's the last porn that you searched? And everybody in a circle basically answers. And it's a way for people to get to know people and bond and chit chat. And uh, I love it. I love that I do that because it helps kind of stir the stir the noodle noodles of single people so that they're intermixing it's just a funny analogy that i came up with because i i'm freshly off a fucking joint that's why i do most of my podcasts freshly high i'm telling you i have really tried to cover the most important things here so i will definitely do a, a version two if there's more of that pop up if you have comments about this and you want to contribute your own like what not to do feel free to leave a comment i do have comments on youtube specifically that i engage with i respond to every single comment trust me it is a lot yes but i know that if people who have spent time writing on a comment on my video especially people who have watched my video 
I'm going to write back. I'm going to say thank you because every single one of you, I count every single one of my downloads on this podcast. I know about you. I know if you're in Stitcher. I know if you're in Apple Podcasts or Spotify based on like statistics, right? And I look, I, I see you and I appreciate every single one of you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. It really was unscripted and I've been kind of waiting for the right topic to kind of occur to me. And it just kind of, I realized recently how, you know, people, when they join this lifestyle, they're nervous, they're assimilating, and they want to know what to do, what not to do real quick. They don't want to fuck up. And I, and I wanted to be a bit of a lens of, you know, this is the things that have annoyed me and my friends kind of thing, you know? Um, and I hope it helps. I hope that you remembered, remembered some of them. I hope you especially remembered the consent is required for all touch. And, uh, and I think that you'll do better and I think you'll do great. So, yeah, stay tuned for more episodes. I've got lots more coming up with Girl Talk, um, more episodes, more juicy episodes. I did a poll on my OnlyFans page, which is my explicit fan page, which some of my extracurricular fun of a swinger fun is on there. I do have some threesome videos, things like that. Um, also some videos of just my, you know, anyways, yeah, some stuff. Uh, it's where I put all my extra content up there, modeling content. I do ASMR videos. I do like, yeah, some really fun shit there. So my OnlyFans page is where I love to chat with people. I give advice. If you're new to the lifestyle, you want somebody to talk, to, talk through some of your questions with, you can come and join and basically text me. Uh, it's unlimited texting for the duration of your subscription. So come in and, and, and ask me your questions. So my OnlyFans is OnlyFans.com slash Toronto Unicorn, and you will always find the links on TorontoUnicorn.com, and they're also in the description of this podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode of Sex and Swinging with Toronto Unicorn, please, please go to Spotify and Apple and give this podcast a five-star review. Even leave a good comment that might entice somebody to give it a try. It's up to us to share the word. Thanks, everybody.